Shouldn't yeah. have. Hey, we survived. We did. Barely, but we did it. Survived what? The week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how's your weekend? Uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. What did you do for 420? <laughs> I listened to fish and I uh, ordered more CBD oil. But you weren't high. Yeah, uh, no. But I found out that you actually don't need a weed card in California to just go and get some weed. So I'm about to do that. Am I right? I don't. Do you still have to use cash though, right? Well, I feel like that would be inefficient. No one carries cash anymore. They all used to be cash only. What? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I think it was before it was. I wonder. I'll go check tonight. Maybe but. because so many people were trying to put weed on their credit cards that weren't like credit cards. Um, like, like you know, they were over the. I don't limit. know if it was to protect the customers or if it was pr- to protect the store. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. So you're taking up smoking. Smoking, yeah. I'm, I'm not drinking for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. was that? I th- wondered. Yeah, um, I actually talked to a couple people about it, and you really shouldn't mix alcohol and Prozac. Imagine that. You know what, though? Because, like, I feel like that's not your fault, though, because we're taught, like... Oh, you shouldn't drink when you take an Advil, or like you shouldn't drink when you're on antibiotics. But right. then you have other doctors that are like, "Yeah, but one or two won't hurt you." Right. But I think for sure that's why, like, I was still drinking anyway. But then, you know, taking a little inventory, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten into a fight almost every time I've gotten drunk, and it goes from being like, because I used to be able to put them away. Yeah, I watched that. Happen. I used to be able to like truly just drink and be like, "I'm fucking fine." Yeah. I would just get a little bit drunk, but overall I would be fine. Mm-hmm. I would never black out, but now it goes from being like a little tipsy to full blown blackout. Mm. So and then that's medication too. Like yeah, so I'm just not gonna it. do it. And I don't like who I am when I'm drunk like that. So yeah. I'm just gonna. I smoked a little weed this weekend, and that what? was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the difference between like this time? I feel like. I always do that thing where I go like I'm gonna do 30 days like I'm just gonna do a cleanse and then I always find a reason to drink like what do you what are your tips to like I don't know staying strong is it just take day by day I guess I mean I normally when I would say I'm not gonna drink it was usually to like uh, it was more like surface level stuff like oh I'm gonna save a bunch of calories by not Mm. drinking or oh I'm gonna uh see if I could do this or whatever and those things I don't care about so much as I just don't like who I turn into when I drink. It's also crazy. Like, I thought peer pressure was just something that happened in high school. Oh, and no. It wasn't until, like... But then, because then, it, the word peer pressure makes it sound like it's mean. Like, you're a fucking loser if you don't do this. Whereas an adult, it's like, eh, come on. Don't make me drink alone. Yeah, it's that. It doesn't also, feel as severe. Also, without people even saying anything. Like, yeah. if you're going on, like, a meeting or something mm, like that, and everyone and is getting a beer. Drinking. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, shit. I think it's always good to, to give your body a break from any kind of substance. Even, yeah. You know? Fucking, I did that shit with the birth control. I was on that shit for 12 years, and I, I know that that's not good for your body to be on for that long. He yeah. says, take a break. Take a break. Guess what? You can always if you drink can. again. If you can't. You well, can yeah, always I mean, drink again. I know that. Like, I could... It's not like I'm being rigid or having a certain mm. amount of days or whatever. I'm just... I am taking it i would drink to hide like i drink or or even eat or whatever like to hide behind things mm-hmm. and as it turns out i just have to be uh i don't want to keep doing that because eventually i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna be fucking 60 mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be like why did i hide i'm proud of you time? i think it takes a lot to because you know you've noticed patterns before mm-hmm. but it takes a lot to 
go beyond the reasons you've used before mm-hmm. you know like oh well i just i didn't want it so i did or like you right. know i yeah. think this time it feels different mm-hmm. i think that's good yeah good on you buddy thanks buddy Fabia. thanks what are you gonna do when you feel like drinking read a book uh i i only asked because i read a book once that was like you know, instead, do five insteads whenever you're trying to quit something. Well, it's not like that for me right mm. now. It's not like I'm like, oh man, I have to quit. It's, mm. it's truly, it's like, oh, I'm identifying that this thing is, it, is I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's sort of like, what are you going to do when you want a slice of veal? It's like, I don't want the veal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> very specific. I, I was going to say mushrooms, but that would get confusing because of drugs. Cause yeah. I really want to try mushrooms. Oh, Real bad. Man, I don't. <laughs> I so badly want to. Uh, I think there's something too. We we know a lot of people that microdose. It's the same thing as like people taking uh, THC to mm-hmm. to treat different sort of invisible illnesses. And there is a way of like microdosing helping. There's studies being done, science being done right now that's helping it. The One of the forefronts of it helping things like bipolar disorder or PTSD, yeah. anxiety. And it's something where you don't actually feel the effects of the hallucinogenic. Yeah. I mean, I really like CBD oil right now. I didn't think I liked Remind it at first. Remind me to order some. Oh, more. I ordered some for me. Oh, good. For myself. The Charlotte's Web? Mm-hmm. I ordered some Charlotte's Web. And then I also ordered, because I've been listening to Pete Holmes' podcast, mm-hmm. which I told you guys about. Uh, he also talks about Alpha Brain, which is like an all-natural plant uh, extract that isn't like a cup of coffee, but it just helps you focus. And he's oh. been taking them for like years. Um, and it's one of his picks. I've never even heard of that. I mean, I'm sure that he like is sponsored by it, but I, but I know that it's one of like his actual picks. Yeah. Kind of like how we have our picks at yeah. the end. Uh, he does them in the beginning, but I he made it sound so good. So I went to I went and got it. You and, did? Have you yeah. been taking it? Uh, I ordered it, so oh, it's, okay. it's probably going to be here like this week. I did this thing that it's going to be for an Instagram post, but it's this thing where you take a quiz online and it goes deep. It goes into your like issues as a person. Yeah, and then it forms all natural vitamin packs for you that are like specific to you so I just started them yesterday it's like I said obviously like I drink a lot and I have like anxiety and I have memory issues just because of like all the nerve medications I've been on all my life but it it specifies and it does like specific pill like it's not pills it's vitamins like for you so I'm interested to see if I start pooping better Mm. yeah interesting Probs. Uh, probs. I feel like I've been pooping shreds this weekend. Well, we also did a lot of drinking last week, and I feel like it takes a time <sighs> to get... I know. I know. It's I'm wearing hard. the same shirt I wore last weekend. But it's a great shirt. Well, it's Garrick's last day oh, today, yeah, and we, so we did Hawaiian theme. <sighs> Hawaiian print, so I feel like this is pretty You're Hawaiian. like sexy Zara Hawaiian. Thank you. You're welcome. This is ASOS. I did not get ready at all this morning. I, so you went to the gynecologist. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can get into it. It's our sort of topic for the day. We're going to also answer a fan question later. But I have talked a lot about my vagina here. You guys know about all the issues I was having with birth control. And I was deciding to kind of get back into taking some some form of it. And I wanted it to be non-hormonal. And then I was having a lot of weird shit go down. And I'm not talking about like yeast infection UTI. I was feeling like pain fucking bleeding for no reason and not like spotting bleeding like I would have to sit on the toilet and just let myself bleed out Mm. and for five minutes until it kind of stopped and I was like I kept telling myself it was just coming off the birth control coming off the birth control and finally I was like I gotta go to a fucking gynecologist 
I was so bloated. And the lady was like, oh, you need to go get an ultrasound right away. So I went this morning and the ultrasound tech was like, I'm really not supposed to tell you anything, but you definitely have fibroids and there's some cysts on your ovaries. And the cysts aren't really anything to worry about because like a lot of women actually have at least one cyst that's kind of like a trademark of having a cervix or a uterus and it's just a matter of like if it becomes problematic but the fibroids are something that are a little more alarming just wait is that why they used to call it or that's why trump was trying to call it a pre-existing condition (laughs) being a woman was a pre-existing condition i mean like me honestly maybe like who knows what the men's health expert is whispering in his, his ear all day. Some but dude who's like, I had, I saw a pussy once. It, yeah, I saw it, and it was. Whew, that whew. bitch was. Ay, ay, ay. It's like, ay, that's ay. the guy giving her. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but we talk, we talk a lot about it at BuzzFeed within the women's group that we have here, and a lot of women actually do have fibroids and are completely fine and live completely normal with it. And then another alarming statistic is 70% of black women mm-hmm. will have fibroids in their lifetime. So they were giving me all these updates about like how alarmingly common it is, but it only gets bad if uh, it gets big and it can get like cancerous, I guess. Um, or it can just be like hella fucking painful and, and turn into polycystic. Over. It could turn into a whole bunch of stuff. Anyways, so I was in a bad mood this morning just because it's like... Sometimes I just feel like, when am I going to get a fucking break? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, the, finally I'm starting to feel good about the jaw pain, or like, finally my anxiety feels good, and it's just like another fucking thing. And then I feel like, well, I shouldn't complain, because I have it so much better than so many people, and like, I don't know, I, we've talked about it before, but like, if fibroids were a man's issue, this right. shit would have been solved yeah. eons ago. So it's just, it's... It's good that's happening because it's opening my eyes also to something that a lot of women deal with and, and making me realize like how lucky I am that I find, you know, even have health insurance, that I find it early, that I'm taking care of my body. It doesn't but mean it doesn't suck. It does fucking suck because yeah. it's like now every time I have sex, I'm bleeding profusely like Jesus. a stab wound. Damn. It really brings a new meaning to the word ax wound. So I figured today we could maybe talk a little about just about the gynecologist. What sure. that means, yeah. how it goes, what yeah. to expect, what not to expect. Maybe some stories about the times. I mean, I'll tell a story about the time I've been. I don't know if you've had anything exciting happen at the no, gynecologist. No, never exciting. Uh, you, I, didn't you go for the first time? Last year. Yeah. yeah. I have, I'm actually due to go again. I you have to, to go again. Yeah. I started going to the gynecologist when I was 15. The gyno is the vag doctor, by the way, OBGYN, someone that deals with all things vaginal um, or boobs, I think. Female hormones? I don't know what the dictionary.com version says it is. Um, but first time I went, it was because I secretly was having sex and I hadn't told my mom yet and I wanted to get on birth control. But then my mom was like, I'm going to take you to the gyno. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, fuck. Okay, she'll take me, but maybe she won't go in the room with me. So then my mom went in the room with me and I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck. And I was just scared because I also didn't know what was going to happen. Like, was she going to go inside of me? Was she going to just talk to me? And so... When when I was filling out the questionnaire, it asked, do you want to be tested for STDs? And I put an X in between the yes and no boxes. Uh-huh. And so the gyno came over and goes, what's this? And she like hides it from my mom. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, and I like kind of pointed. And the gyno, she beautiful, sweet, Dr. Gyno, you know who you are. She literally went, right, mom, out. And my mom was like, what? She's like, get yeah. out. You yeah. don't need to be here for this. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and I was like, well, I'm nervous because I'm having sex. And I'm not telling my parents. 
And she was like, well, you don't need to tell them. It's none of their business unless, you know, you want birth control. And then, you know, you can get it from Planned Parenthood. You can get it from me. Da, da, da. She gave me her personal cell number. And I was like, okay, but now what are we going to tell my mom this conversation was about? And she goes, well, I'll just tell her you saw an ingrown hair or something and freaked out and wanted to get it checked out. And I was like, what an amazing yeah. seasoned gynecologist. Like she fucking saw that I was scared. She walked me through it. She told me all of my options. She told me I didn't need my parents' permission to be doing any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you're on someone's health insurance, you feel, like, obligated in a weird way because they're going to be getting the bills or whatever. But there's so many resources that she told me were available. And I don't know. I just thought that was such a good Mm -hmm. place to start with, like, my relationship to someone that goes inside of me that isn't a sexual partner. That was good of you to go to the gynecologist. I didn't didn't know what else to do. I avoided the gynecologist for years. What was that? Um, boy, oh boy. I mean, A, I wasn't sexually active. B, I've never really, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just. You didn't need to? Oh, mm, mm-hmm. I mean, my, mm, I should have gone, you know, mm-hmm. like as an adult woman, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just didn't, I was too, like, I don't know if I was too scared to go or if I was just too, like, oh, I don't have a vagina. <laughs> I'm that's, just going to ignore this completely. Yeah. I just, because any sort of like need, that's, that was just across the board though. Any sort of need, any sort of like anything I would just ignore. Do so. you do that with like, I don't know, like doctor checkups or yeah. like dentist appointments? You just kind of yeah. go like, nah, it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. Like I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Yeah. I think they say once you start menstruating or like you have, start having a period that you should, that's like when you should start yeah. going because then that's when you should also start getting like your pap smears regularly and your breast yeah. exams. And so, uh, yeah. So some things to expect when going to the gyno. Boy, oh boy, go early. Go at least 20 minutes before your appointment because, baby, you're going to be filling out some paperwork. Even the place that I've been going to for, like, 10 years, every time I went, I had to fill out some new form of fucking... Some new law had gone into effect or some new pill was an option. It's like... Oh, really? Yeah, every time I got... Or, like, my insurance had changed, and it was like, just go early. Oh, I remember people would be like, it's going to hurt. Like, when they do a pap smear, like, it's going to hurt. And they're like, it's like a, I don't, I just remember people telling me that they would like, it was going to hurt and then they passed out or something like that. I went and she's just up there fiddling around (laughs) and at one point she's done and she's like, okay, we're all good. And I was like, no, I needed a pap smear. She goes, babe, that's what it just was. Oh my God. So you didn't even feel it. Mm -mm. See, oh man, I felt pap smears where they go in and they put what's called a speculum, a speculum. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It basically looks like a... Like gardening shears, but they're rounded and soft. It's kind of like a tongs, like for a salad. Sure, I'm so tired. It's like salad tongs. Yeah, it just opens the puss wide up, and then they take a little tiny brush and they kind of felt that scrape the inside. Oh god, it sounds so bad when you scrape it, but that's what they do. They collect the cells from the side and they just test everything to make sure uh, all your cells look normal. Yeah. So you can, if you're going to get a wellness exam, which is what that's considered, uh, then you're usually going to, you should expect someone to be going inside of your body and then also uh, doing a breast exam because that's also just really important to do. Even if you don't do it at the gyno, you should do it yourself. So that's definitely something you should uh, also expect. And you should also expect to get uh, like your height and weight and measurements done because it it is also kind of like a regular doctor's office. Like they don't yeah. just say like sit up on a table. They also check like oh my 
God, I remember going to one doctor. It was so fucking annoying. Truly awful. I was, I like went in and I, uh, she comes in and I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I don't get weighed? Like I'm currently in the middle of, uh, eating disorder treatment. Do you mind if I just don't look at the scale? And she said, honey, this is Beverly Hills. No one wants to look at the scale. And I'm like, oh, please fuck off. Also going to the guy on Beverly Hills. That's Oh no, that wasn't a guy. No, that was just a regular doctor. Oh, Ew. Yeah. Man, and you'd think being a woman, she would have been a little more sensitive yeah, to Yeah, so then I told her that I was on, like, Prozac and all that sort of stuff, and then she was, like, she told me later, when it had passed, it had, it had passed, like, the conversation was over, and she goes, uh, she's like, well, you know, with certain body types, clear out of nowhere, didn't ask, she goes, with certain body types, you'll never be super, you know, super model thin, that's more for me. What is she fucking even talking about? She's super. She was super skinny. But what was she even talking about? Letting me know that my body type isn't supposed to be super skinny. Who? What is she a doctor? Or like a, She's a doctor? Hey, hey, hey! And yeah. that's in liberal ass fucking uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. The other weird. Th- oh man, I had a weird one once. Let's hear it. Okay, look, I'm not saying. You shouldn't go to male gynecologist. I'm sorry to yawn so much, man. It's okay. We're just doing right in front of our salads. Huh? <laughs> That's a saying. Right in front of my salad. You never saw that video that no. went viral where the girl's like, right in front of my salad. These two guys are having sex right in front of her. <laughs> and she's eating a salad. No. She's right in front of my salad. <laughs> I'll show you that later. That's really funny. Um, oh, go to, I'm sure there are plenty of male gynecologists. My personal belief is I think you should have some... Uh, I just would prefer a woman. Yeah, that's I, dealer's choice, man. Yeah. I remember going to, we went to like a, uh, we went to FYF and they. That's a music festival? Yeah, oh. a music festival in uh, Los Angeles. And they went and they had a line for guys and a line for girls to get like pat down. Mm. And I was like, can I just get, because the line for girls was so fucking long. Of course. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to stay in the line for guys. Because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that it's it's a lawsuit on you guys are trying to... Yeah. Whatever. But then I was like, well, what do you do with if someone's, like, non-binary? Yeah. And you're just... You literally have to be in one of these two lines. I mean, that's cr- literally, like, what they're dealing with with just even being able to go pee. It's crazy. But that... Uh, why did I say that? What were you just talking, talking about? Talking about male gynecologists. Oh, yeah. That's dealer dealer's choice. Yeah. I just... I think I'd rather just have someone that has experienced those things. And I'm not saying, like, I would only go oh, to... Oh, yeah. Kate. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I That's why I would only go to a, a female therapist. Yeah. Well, I wish I could. I can't find one that I like. Mm. Um, but, like, I, I'm not saying I would only go to a heart surgeon who's had heart problems. But I, I feel in this instance, when it when it comes to something that's, like specific to also like your vagina reacts yeah like so things spreads it open like it's gonna react so this was the story i was gonna tell you is that i went to my see my first male gynecologist because i had just moved out to la and when the nurse was in the room i was like oh i'm on my period so i have a tampon and should i take it out and she said no oh and i guess she thought maybe like we'll figure out what we're doing first before I make you, like, go to the bathroom. Like, let's figure out if we're just giving you an exam or what. No. So the doctor comes in, and he... And mind you, I'm, like, early 20s, so I'm not comfortable enough yet with my, like, stance on doctors uh, to feel like I could give them any authoritative return and voice. But he was like, all right, scoot down and uh, just take off your bottoms. And he stayed in the room, which I thought was weird. Mm -hmm. And then I got in the little, like, stirrups. Kate... (sighs) He took my tampon out for me. 
It was the... I can still feel it happening. It was the worst feeling. I have never had anyone but myself take out something from my vagina except that man. And I don't even remember his name. It was the only time I ever went to him because I was so fucking bumped by that. And I just remember him like grabbing it and then he held it by like the tail and carried it across the room like it was like a mouse and then like dropped it in the trash can. And I just remember being like, are you fucking kidding me? I just felt so weirded out by that. Even though he's a fucking vagina doctor, I just felt so uncomfortable with that because it was something I had never had happen before. And maybe some people are okay with that, but I just sure wasn't. Well, it's weird too because I... the vagina is just such an interesting thing. The way that we like talk about it, look at it, treat it, all Mm -hmm. of that sort of stuff is very interesting for him. It's just work. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, this is a, Mm -hmm. it's bleeding right now. You put this in there. Of course it's bleeding. And so, you know, you do what you have to do for it. But for a girl sort of like, (gasps) yeah, purity. I'm the only person that does that ritualistic act. Yeah. You know, now of course that I'm older, I've like changed tampons in front of friends or like boyfriends or whatever. And I haven't, but it's such a line. It's such a weird line. It's such a weird feeling because also it's just like, it's not you reacting. Yeah. You know I mean? And a lot I was, of people with like, actually uh, trigger warning. Giving you guys a minute. Trigger warning. Uh, anyone who has any sort of like assault or, mm-hmm. or you know, sexual misconduct in their, mm-hmm. in their past that has been done to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is like a really weird feeling where you're like, oh, I reacted. Yeah. I reacted because it reacts and you're not the one being like, I like this. It's just like, kind of like you don't like being, this is probably not a great metaphor, but let's see. If you don't like being tickled, you're still Mm -hmm. laughing. Right. Yeah. You're like, and you're like flinching, you're reacting. Right. You don't like what's what's happening to you. I mean, it's like people have, have written into our emails before being like, Hey, I was sexually assaulted and I came and it's like, that's not that's not an incorrect thing that's your body's physical response the yeah, same way it's that literally like, a reflex yeah the same way that like i was just so bumped by that because it just felt like an intimate thing not that i'm like it's comparing an invasion that of to. privacy right exactly and, and your body is going to react the body is a crazy fucking thing the brain is a crazy fucking thing and the first thing it will always try to do is protect yourself yeah so even if it's like that can go down to just even why we have like anxiety about going to doctors it's because right. you feel even though these people are there to help you it's still some it feels and like an invasion of your body it's like totally fine for doctors and medical professionals to look at it as you know medicine and mm-hmm. as their work or whatever but i didn't go to medical school no. <laughs> i'm not there yet that is not just a that's not just an open wound or I, yeah. i'm gonna piss people off by saying that yeah. well, you said it. it sarcastically we got that you didn't mean it <sighs> Anyway, yeah. um, it's I know it's a that. beautiful flower. No, I but I think it can be, if you have a bad gyno experience, it can be fucking traumatizing yeah. to go back to a gynecologist. So yeah. like, you know, depending on your age, if you have resources to look into, you know, there's different apps like ZocDoc or even Yelp where you can go and, and look at reviews on doctors. I know that they have like specific doctor reviews, but like do your research, research if you can, if you're lucky enough to have the coverage to, to choose your doctor find someone that you think you would feel comfortable with and read and ask your friends. Mm-hmm. Do they have someone that they like? 
They have someone that they don't like. Oh my God, what is this? I'm just, I'm <laughs> just trying to fill space. Uh, the other thing that they're going to do is they're going to put their fingers up in you and feel your ovaries, which is always a weird feeling because they go up and like to the left and right, which is not something that normally... <laughs> it's just such a shitty experience. I, I think it can be not a shitty experience, but you should know, you should know what to expect. <laughs> just the whole time I'm like... Cause do they, is there an equivalent? I know that guys have to get like a colonoscopy at one point. And they have to hold their balls and cough. They have to hold cough. their balls and cough. Yeah, I guess it's the same just when anyone is just checking your junk. But this feels way more fucking evasive. I don't want to say that, but I did. Well, <laughs> it does feel, because you're getting shit scraped and you're having instruments inserted inside of you. And I'm just talking in terms of You have to do like, it multiple times a year. Yeah, I'm just talking about in terms of, like, someone being close to something that's also very, like, in a lot of ways reserved for something personal and emotional. Mm-hmm. Well, even, like, just ovaries are, are meant to drop eggs and fucking whatever else they do. But it doesn't feel good when someone's putting their little phalanges up there if you're not. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. I fucking hate it. It was, but, like, quick and easy. But I was just, the whole time I was lying there, at no point was I, like, I'm totally comfortable being yeah, just Yeah, I was going to say, right my leg. <laughs> Call yourself gaping. I was. Right? I was in the stirrups, and they put that oh, shit in my vagina. My I was just like, I can't help but uh, think of like gaping as like a butthole. Were you? Were you miming them putting your face or face? Uh, <laughs> they did not eat you out at the gynecologist. They eat you out. At the I fucking wish. It's like a no. Hot it's very. I just didn't like it because I don't like the idea of being like. Oh, Okay, mm. think about anything besides yeah, someone's breathing exercise. Also, when you're not really sexually active and then someone's down there, your whole body's like, finally! Yeah. And so you have to really talk yourself but I, down. I think, I'm not kidding when I say like breathing exercise. It's like the same thing I do on a plane when I get nervous. I do the same thing in the, or like I count the tiles on the ceiling. Or I just, I try and relax because the more tense you are, the harder it's going to be for them to A, yeah. put anything in there, or B, get samples. Did I tell you about the first time I got waxed? That I hit her? Oh, yeah, you did. I told her on the pod. Well, you hit your waxer because that was your body's reaction. Yeah. Hey, it happens. And you know what? I bet you that's not the first or last time she's going to get slapped. I just feel like, I don't know. I fucking hate the guy to call us, but you got to go. You got to go. The other thing they usually have you do is pee in a cup. I love that. Because they I always have to pee so bad. Even if you're not sexually active. I have to pee right now. And I could fill up, I could fill up a fucking trough, baby. Ew. <laughs> Don't say you're going to fill up a trough with your pee. But I could. I can't stop visualizing now. Just like a wooden, wet, like, like pee trough. egg trough that like, it sloshes around. Yeah, the that's guy's my pee sloshing. It. Yeah. No, you can just dump it out, whatever. It's good fertilizer. Um, so they, they're going to make you pee in a cup for a couple of reasons. To make sure you're not pregnant, even if you're not sexually active, they want to test your urine levels just for fucking UTIs, yeast infections. Well, I think they test yeast of your vag. Anyways, they're going to test your pee. Kate's very tired. I'm sorry! Uh, the, the other thing is, is you shouldn't feel... Pain. You should feel, but you should expect to feel discomfort. It shouldn't feel like nothing. You know, I think people go in being like, it's, it's going to be fine. But like, you should feel like, yeah, you should expect that it's going to be. Expect that it's going to be a little uncomfortable, both yeah. emotionally and physically. I mean, it doesn't have to be. It's again, mm-hmm. you know, however you respond to stuff. But 
Yeah. Like, I'm used to it by now. Yeah. But even when that, like, you know, today, it's, like, a little alarming. It was scary. So my body was a little right. tense and it felt a little uncomfortable. But normally I'm just like, hey, girl, yep, go ahead, get in there. I would also just like to say that uh, knowing these tips of being like, basically being like, oh, this is what I felt too. This is what I felt. This is my experience. You could go into a gynecologist and the, not every doctor is great. Not every doctor mm-hmm. is like very respectful or whatever. Not saying that they're, that most of them aren't. I'm just saying that not, no, you know, no one's perfect and you're allowed to like basically what happened when he took yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like you are fully able and capable and in your right to say this makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if they shush you or if they mm-hmm. say it, it's fine, like, that's yeah. kind of, you you are uh working as a free agent at that point <laughs> and you could just get up and go yeah. and go to someone else and mm-hmm. you don't have to be there yeah. even though it's wildly uncomfortable because that's literally their job and if you're yeah. uncomfortable then you they gotta might tell just be them. bad at their job yeah you gotta tell them you gotta be like i don't like this i don't like that and if they're like i know it's part of the you know if they're like it's part of the process i'll give you a second that's yeah, good yeah yeah but if it's like if they're like, disregarding your feelings. Just be like, I know. Or, you know, like, if they're disregarding, just be like, it's fine. It's whatever. Honest. Like, yeah. you know how, when it feels like someone's Awkward. being condescending. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wrote down is even if, uh, when you find someone you do like, don't lie to them. Don't lie to them. They've they're, heard worse. They've heard worse. And also, like, you're not going to shock them if you tell them, like, you're bleeding because you stuck something abnormal up there for sexual pleasure. You know what <laughs> wait, I mean? Wait. Did you ever hear the rumor? I feel like every elementary school or middle school had the rumor of one of the... This is terrible. It's terrible. You might have to cut it, but I'll just say it. Of, like, one of the gym teachers getting a hot dog stuck up her vagina what? and going to go to the ER. No! I feel like <laughs> just because kids were terrible and... Whatever, but they would they like hated your gym teacher. It sounded like I just think everyone back home is homophobic, mm. and anything that is like borderline or not traditional, they'll like make oh, fun of. Oh, it's the same thing as saying that someone got like a gerbil stuck up their butt. What? Wait, you're gonna tell me you've heard the hot dog thing, but you never heard the dribble thing? No. The the one the version of your story that Florida told was uh, that Florida, I forgot. I guess the gym teacher put a gerbil up his butt to make it run around and make it feel good. Man. See, when you said the gym teacher with the hot dog, I immediately thought female hot dog in her vagina. Yeah. Well, why is that homophobic? Because they were saying like Basically, I don't know. They were just saying it, it was about them being gay. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's just... Yeah. Well, first of all, a hot dog would have no problem going in a vagina. It's a lot thinner than a penis. But they break easy. But it's not like it's going to get lost up in you. You never had to bear down and fucking fish something out of your cooch? No. I didn't mean that as like, well, then you haven't lived because it's not great. Sometimes I wonder if I still have a condom in me. Sometimes I wonder if I have like a tampon in me from like years ago and I'm just not getting TSS. That one, I feel like it you Turns out to... it's just fibroids, guys. Damn, I should go too. Yeah, man. Because it's good to just get it fucking checked. It's better to just do it. It's like going to the goddamn dentist. It's so Because annoying. it's going to be so much more worse if you wait down the line and something has gone wrong and then you got to do all this shit. And like gynecology, gynecologically, it's it's usually gynecologically, it's usually covered (laughs) by insurance. So like they really have no reason not to go if 
you have a vagina, even if you don't, like if you're, you know, dealing with anything female, you you're should sort be of estrogen going. in your body. Yeah, it's hormones, you anything. But if you don't, well, I mean, I don't want to exclude people who don't have health insurance. What's something they could? Planned Parenthood. Yeah, Planned Go Parenthood. Go to fucking Planned Parenthood. And if you can't get a friend to drive you out of state to go, there are options. Just whatever you do, do not go to like a seedy place. I've heard horror stories on other podcasts, even just about women that like didn't have access to feminine health care. And they- I feel like Planned Parenthood. I know that Planned Parenthood is already like struggling with money and whatever, but I wonder if there's some sort of program someone could start that where that, they yeah. What? I know what you're going to say. What? That helps people get to places where they yeah, can't. Yeah, they, like, they go pick that. them up. They do. They do. It's, well, I, there we go. I forget what it's called. So but. if you don't have, if you don't feel comfortable asking a friend or whatever, look online, There's figure programs. out how to get, uh, see if that someone could maybe come pick you up. Or they like fly a, you like to an abortion doctor because if you're in a state that like you can't or like your age or religion or family or whatever, they have people that will come and, and help you. Damn. I, I wish I knew the name. I, I, I heard it on another podcast. Oh, balls. I'm just forgetting everything. Which is why I'm taking those vitamins that are going to help me remember some stuff. Anyways, uh, I'm going to be fine. You should go to the gyno. Mm. Yay. Uh, that's so talk. fucked up. If it was a dude who like couldn't get a boner. Yeah. That's why Viagra sells more than like any fucking... And no one cares. No. It's just fine. But yeah. if a woman doesn't want to get fucking pregnant or if, or wants to get her cervix checked. Oh, yeah, the, the ultrasound That's just So many people think that, that Planned Parenthood is just to kill babies, no, which is insane. It's, 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 a small, it's actually a very small percentage that is for abortion. A lot can go wrong down it's there. It's mostly for uh, sexual health, so like birth control or STD testing mm-hmm. or a very small portion of actually abortion. But people listening to this know that. You yeah. Know? It's more oh. like share that fact with your fucking... You know who's. Um, the the ultrasound technicians were kind of like walking me well. <laughs> it was kind of funny because like they're not supposed to tell you things because mm-hmm. they don't want you to freak out. Like they're allowed to diagnose yeah. you, but they're not allowed to give like definitive diagnosis. And I was like, ah, because she wasn't making any noises or going like, mm, or anything. She just had like a fucking poker face. And I was like, so, uh, she looking clean or what? And she goes, <laughs> oh no. And I was like, oh. She goes, yeah, you definitely have a cyst right here on the opening of your cervix. And I was like, oh, okay, but is that it? And she's like, and a fibroid, definitely at the top of your uterus. And I was like, oh, but a pretty small one. And she goes, no, it's quite large. And I went, oh, okay. What uh, does it mean? Like, how do you even get rid of it? So that's the thing is sometimes what they what they said what it could have been was because I was on my birth control for so long. Yeah. The hormones were actually helping keep this stuff at bay. Oh. And so once I came off, it was kind of like a garden. It just started to grow Ew. shit. And the hormones were the thing that was keeping the garden, like, soiled up. Dang. Uh, which is something that happened to my mom. My mom had that shit happen to her, and they told her she wasn't going to be able to have kids, that she should just have a hysterectomy. Because it was like a fucking landmine in there. So it also is a little bit hereditary. So I kind of knew that's the other thing going in is when they um, – I, I first started going to the gynecologist that my mom went to mm-hmm. because it is also important to share your family history. So things like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, cysts, fibroids, PCOS, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's good to not mind your gyno and tell them about these things so that – you can also go because it is really important, especially if you have that breast cancer gene, to be going like every six months to get your mm-hmm. boob squeeze. Also, there are plenty of people who are. I mean, yes, that is important if you have your family history. If oh, yeah, you, don't, you don't, it's fine. Like they'll they, figure it they, out. Yeah, they figure it out, and it's totally fine. It might just be kind of like a 
it's like a key. They're like, oh, okay, you have the key. Great. If not, we can figure out and a way to unlock this door. And they can test it for it, too. Yeah. They yeah. can test you for the genetics So now. don't worry if you don't have access to that. Uh, and your ovaries make noise. Shut up. Yeah. They make like... It sounds like they're just swimming. Because she like clicked a, a button and all of a sudden like, you could hear it on the speaker. And I was like, is that oh, my yeah. stomach? Yeah. Because it's she, your... Because uh, uh, that's what happens in an ultrasound. Yeah. So I, that's what I had. I had a, I had a pelvic ultrasound and I had like an intervaginal oh, ultrasound. Oh, my baby. Oh, my God. And so that's the thing is they were like, it would be alarming as if we, we opened this and it, we heard a heartbeat because then you're having atopic pregnancy, which is when the uterus or the embryo gets stuck in your ovaries or uterus and you have to immediately go to the hospital. You have to immediately, sometimes the women lose their ovaries. It's very like alarming. So she's like, that's every ultrasound tech's worst nightmare is if you do that and then you hear that because then it's not a matter of like breaking the news to her about like having, you know, an atopic pregnancy. It's like, we need to get her to a hospital stat. And I was like, well... Like, we're good there, right? And she was like, oh, yeah, you're fine. I was like, okay, holy shit. Jesus. Now okay. I see why they don't tell you things. Anyways, go to the guy now if you can. Please go. Let's do a fan question. Yep. <laughs> The subject line is sex drives? More like high fives. Ha 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 Seriously, please help. Hilarious. Hey, ladies. Like every fucking person, I love the podcast. I can't thank you guys enough. Blah, 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 blah. Aw, thanks. <laughs> On to me being horny. So I've been with my girlfriend for four years uh, since we were 17, and pretty much everything is incredible except when we have, in- wait, except we have incredibly varying sex drives. She could and has gone months without having uh, without anything sexual and never initiate sex. I've brought it up multiple times over the years, and for a few days afterwards, she tries to be more into it, but like always, it fizzles out. Um, my mm. ego gets damaged when she turns me down, as well as leading to me feeling like shit because she never initiates and makes me think she doesn't want to have sex with me because I'm gross or not good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I would never force her to do anything, but doing anything more than communicating about it seems rapey. Yeah, okay. She does. When she does feel in the mood, she... Goes first. Because she never initiates and has multiple orgasms, but when it gets to me, it always seems like an afterthought, kind of like a pillow princess, but I feel like a pillow princess is wanting to get fucked and sex just seems like a thing that just happens to her. I love her with all my heart, but I want to have more than vanilla sex once every two months. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. Mm. And they're not poly, so that isn't an option. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to just tell you what my initial instinct is. I don't think that's fair to you. I think if you're you're saying you're communicating, because a lot of times people will write in and say, I don't know how to talk to them about this. And I'm like, well, you just talk to us about us, and we're complete strangers. So it seems like you're communicating, and she's not reciprocating, and you haven't mentioned anything about her with, like, past sexual history or sexual trauma. So to me, it just seems with the way it's written that you're getting ignored. And I don't think that's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you've been together for four years since you were 17, a lot of people won't break up when you start dating someone so young Mm. because it just becomes habit. And like you, those are very, you know, formidable years and like huge years really. Mm -hmm. So Four years there is that it actually feels like much much longer, mm-hmm. uh, and you know sometimes you just get in a habit and you don't know how to break up with someone. Mm-hmm. But 
if you're not getting the sex that you want and you've brought it up and you're just not getting what you need in the relationship, it might be time to, uh, you know, move on. And two, it's, it's okay that to have a different sex drive than your partner. I mean, I, I would argue that like, that is most people because you do, it's just, that's science, you know, some stress and, and, and environmental conditions can make someone not want to fuck sometimes. And that's totally fine. You don't have to have the same thing, but if you're talking about it, there is, different ways to to sexually please you you know and if she doesn't want to do any of those things again I think like Kate's saying it might just be something where like now it's been habit for so many (coughs) years but there are other ways like it doesn't just have to be sex it could be like like masturbating in front of each other or like watching porn together or like you know, I hate to say the word like spicing up your sex life but you use the word vanilla so fine let's see you spicing up your sex life um so I don't know if you guys have tried introducing other methods of orgasming into your relationship, uh, but it sounds like and two, she this is a lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. So um, again, like you guys know that penetration does not equal sex uh, in most cases. So I think that there is a way that you can introduce other things. But I also don't want her to feel like it's her job to have to carry this. Yeah, man, I just think that, you know, you're young and, you know, and if you have a 21, I think, Uh, I think that if you have these needs and these wants, um, I think four years, you've invested a lot of time and and, uh, energy and love into this relationship. So for sure, try stuff if, Mm -hmm. uh, if this is your person, you know. And if you want more than just vanilla sex once every two months, it, because I, I also understand, you know, her side of being like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it or she doesn't really like it that much or, you know, whatever. Uh, But it shouldn't make you feel bad or rapey or as you say, like your ego is getting damaged. Like saying rapey. That, well, I mean, that's what you said. It it just, I, but like, that's a legit feeling. Like when you're doing something to your partner that. Even though you're in a relationship for four years, if they feel like they don't want it, then that makes you feel bad. I would just hate for you to walk away from the, or like to develop a a problem from this. Mm-hmm. Being like, you know, starting to be scared of asking for what you want, starting to doubt your own sex drive, mm-hmm. starting to you know think that you're undesirable. These are all really big things that mm-hmm. that if the if this was, I don't know if this is problematic or not to say, I'm going to say it. And if it is, I'm sorry. But I feel like if this was, if you, if you were t- talking to me about a guy, I, my first like reaction would be like, oh, it kind of sounds like he might be cheating on you. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know the same, uh, that's all I'm saying is what I would say to a, a heterosexual mm-hmm. relationship. I don't know if it carries over. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. But basically, regardless of you know, whatever type, uh, you know, whatever your sexual, sexual orientation is. I think that if you're not getting what you need, mm-hmm. um, to be happy and fulfilled, then the relationship mm-hmm. is lacking. And, and she and, could also be like asexual and not know it. Or like it, there, there could be something where like, she just doesn't like having sex, which is fine. But if you're going to be in a relationship with her, it, I don't think it should have to be her job to, like, figure out why her partner doesn't like sex. Yeah, I feel like regardless of... I think that's also kind of a dangerous slope to go down. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to take care of you. 
Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that you're you're good and let her take care of herself. Because if you start thinking like, well, she's uncomfortable with this. So, I, you know, I'm just going to be patient about that for a while. It's like, who's looking out for you? Yeah. Who's who's making sure? Cause it, who's making sure you come? You know? And you can only do yourself, like, so much. Like, there is an intimacy, like, with another person, another body. It's like, oh, gosh. You know? I, it's, I, so, I get what did we sort of answer the advice? Um, <laughs> or answer the question, I guess. Like, I, I, I think there also isn't enough explanation on why she doesn't want to do it. Besides, it just seems like she's, it's a rut. It seems like a four-year kind of, like, routine thing that maybe... So I don't know if maybe my advice is to, if you feel emotionally available to dive deeper into why she's not feeling it, then then maybe. But I could understand too, it's the same thing when you confront someone about their drinking, they'll go like, well, I don't have a problem with drinking. It's like, if you confront someone about something really like personal and intimate like this, they might get defensive. So mm. my, my advice is split. I say, try and help her figure out why maybe she is, you know, adverse to sex with you specifically or if it's something that's a greater larger I don't want to say issue because it's not an issue or just a greater larger um, situation yeah man I would just bring it up ask what's going on and just be honest with both her and yourself about what you need and what you want to be happy because you're just because you've been doing something for a long time or have been in something for a long time doesn't mean that you have to mm. stay there. Boom. I like uh, that. Yeah. So, like, you know. Yeah. Think about then, what you want. Because you could just be like, well, we've been together for so long. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out and keep repeating the same pattern of talking about it. And then it gets better for a couple days and then it goes a couple, another couple months and whatever. And then before you know it, you're like seven years in mm. and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, now no. what? And you live together. It's just... just cobwebs come out of your badge. Just bring it up. Um, Cool. I hope that helped. Uh, Thank you so much for writing in. We love you too. Uh, Do you want to do our things of the week? I don't... I still don't know what we call this segment. Kate and Kelsey's adult things. We both have books books this week. Um, Yeah, sure. Mine is a fun fiction by Daniel Handler called The Basic Eight. And I read it in like a week and it's a quite a thick book, but it was, it was that well. <laughs> I read it in a week and it was like pretty thick. No, so. I meant like that's how good it was that it was I like. I read a thick book It was T-H-I-C-C, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's uh, like Gossip Girl meets a true crime. And I know true crime is so hot right now. And I fucking live and love and would die for Gossip Girl. So if you match those two things, you get The Basic Gate by Daniel Handler. Which is crazy because the main character is a female and he is a male. So I thought, what an interesting way to write a female character. Hmm. Anyways, okay. I liked it. What's yours? Uh, mine is a book. It is Everything is Horrible and Wonderful. It's by uh, Stephanie. Oh, shoot. What's her uh, Mary? name? No, her maiden name is Whittles. Uh, uh-huh. Watts, I think, is her last name. Um, or Watch. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> this, this comic, Harris Whittles, who passed away from an overdose a couple years ago. Uh, he, he used to, he was a writer for Parks and Rec and he's bound and down the Sarah Silverman program, all of this. Uh, very funny guy. Very funny guy. Master of none. Yeah. Uh, and he was just incredibly funny, but he had a, a drug problem and it's from his sister's perspective um, of like before and after and, and everything leading up to um, his overdose. And it's, I've lost friends to um, overdoses and whatnot, and it was 
it's just tragic and it really does paint the picture from all sides both of it being like you getting mad at them and and then feeling bad and not wanting to enable and not knowing what to do and it not feeling real all of that sort of stuff oh along with what it's like to really grieve mm. and it's just a really beautiful book. And you it, were reading it on the plane, and Kate would literally be laughing out loud one second, and then like, and I'm like, oh my god, you're going on like a roller coaster. I, it's here. a phenomenal book. You should get it. It's it makes me just. I watched it like all of his episodes of Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec, all the ones yeah. that he, like he was credited to have written, and I mean, he I mean, he wrote on all of them, but the he ones that he played the the exterminator, the, the animal the, control the, guy. Yeah. I watched all of his episodes too. Yeah. I was just like, damn, what a yeah. It's a good what book. A yeah, really good book. Uh, I'm going to order it and read it because Kate won't give me her copy. Okay. Actually, no, I'm going to read it on Audible. There you go. Which will be a sponsor next week or something. I think it was last week. Audible. Uh, do you have any shout outs? Yes, I do. Um, at Rory Melville, happy belated birthday, buddy. Was that your Rory? No. Oh. But also, hi, Kate's Rory. <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, and at It's Cheza. Also, happy birthday, because I believe your birthday will be when this comes out. Oh, shit. So, happy current and happy belated. Uh, I don't have any, so. (laughs) Do you want to just wish them happy birthday? Yeah. At Rory Melville and that, it's Chesa. (laughs) Happy birthday to you guys. Uh, Anyways. Guys, oh, this is the other thing I was going to ask. I didn't ask you if I could ask this, but I'm going to ask. We need to know, would you watch this on YouTube? Or like if we just made it audio? Does it matter? Do you guys like watching it? If you like seeing our dumb faces and you actually watch the podcast versus just um, audio, write us a comment and tell us what you do. Which is kind because I don't even like looking at myself in the mirror every day. Hey, go subscribe to us on iTunes and and leave a review. Uh, You can follow me at all the things at Kelsey Dara. Follow me. At KTP. On. I I thought we were rhyming. Oh, yeah. Follow me at K-A-Y-T-E-P-A on Twitter and at KPNerman on freaking Instagram if you want. You know? What does it matter? I'm so tired. Get your coochies checked. Fucking bye.